Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. She was only 15 years old, and over 30 years later, police continue to try to solve the murder of Cheryl Duck. For the last several months, we've been highlighting Manitoba unsolved mysteries, and for more information on the case of Cheryl Duck, we turn to the new police coordinator of Winnipeg Crime Stoppers, Constable Doug Singleton. Doug, good morning to you, sir. Good morning. So before we discuss this mystery, you're the new police coordinator for Crime Stoppers. How long have you been with the Winnipeg Police Service? Uh, just around 20 years. What's your background? Um, basically, uh, 20 years of uh, police service. Uh, first few years were um, just general patrol and traffic, and then uh, 10 years in the forensic identification section, and a little bit of time in our uh, firearms uh, section, and then uh, now I'm, I'm here. Well, thanks for making some time for us today, Constable. Important stories, important files that you have your eyes on here. Can you tell us what happened to Cheryl Duck? So basically on uh, about 9.30 a.m. on Saturday, December the 5th, 1987, uh, the body of 15-year-old Cheryl Duck was found um, in a field between Leela and Templeton. Uh, very, um, it, it wasn't, there was not much there other than the field at that point in time. Um, it's about 450 meters due north of the last house on Dunham Street, about as far northwest in the city as you could possibly get. Uh, Cheryl was found lying face down by a youth who was driving an all-terrain vehicle in the field. Uh, she had suffered multiple facial and body injuries. Um, her whereabouts the night um, the night before she had been found uh, weren't really known with much precision. Um, it's possible she was picked up by somebody in the downtown area of Winnipeg and may have attended a party in Leela Avenue. Um, it's heavily suspected that, the, uh, that our suspect is going to be um, in a vehicle or have one to his disposal. Um, the area where Cheryl was found, as I said, is, uh, is basically, at the time it was uh, not very developed. It was basically a, a large field in the north, northwest corner of the city. Uh, but knowing the location um, may assist us in, in identifying the killer as uh, they have, may, have, may have lived or worked in the area. They may have knew people in the area or they may have actually even taken somebody there um, in the past or maybe even after that particular situation. Um, we had uh, several biological samples uh, from we were able to get DNA profiles out of them, um, and they were covered from the area. And hopefully, they have some clues as to who the suspect might be. But at the end of the day, we're going to need to have something to compare them to. Yeah, that's the physical evidence that was left behind. And, and 30 years ago, was that of any use, Constable Singleton, or is it only now, you know, in, in recent time that you've been able to okay figure out the DNA, and now you're just trying to see how you can potentially make a match? Well, basically, back even 30 years ago, they were still collecting DNA, and they were able to not just collect the DNA, but they were actually able to develop a profile off of that DNA. And, and my understanding is that there might have been multiple samples and multiple profiles taken off of those. So it's not just a matter of, you know, back then we didn't have it. They actually had that technology back then. Um, it was just now we're looking for probably somebody that we could line up with, somebody to compare it to. So you mentioned that uh, much of your background is in forensics. How important is that in cracking some of these long-standing unsolved mysteries? Uh, you know, the, how important are those forensics? Oh, they're huge. I mean, um, I, I mean, I'm a bit biased on that particular thing. But if you had a case with good forensics, quite often um, they're they're almost a shut door case. Um, the the a lot of defense and and people don't want to argue with the science it's it's pretty much it is what you get um it is what you have i mean there, it doesn't lean in one direction we don't try and um you know make our evidence fit to to make the case it's this is what we have and this is what it says and and basically that's what you have is the science behind it 
experience is obviously a huge factor in solving uh, any sort of crime in particular this one we understand that this cheryl duck case is reminiscent of a, of another case you worked on once upon a time yeah you know i remember back to 2012 and i worked a, a murder um, it was the simone sanderson case and it took several years for there to be any kind of a suspect placed and in the interim the homicide detectives worked diligently and they were constantly, I was, the, I was the exhibits officer in that particular matter and I was getting emails and phone calls from them on a fairly regular basis with DNA, again, DNA samples from, from suspects and uh, we were sending stuff off and the sergeant in charge of that particular uh, case was constantly um, wanting to reevaluate what we had and look at it again and try and look at it from a different angle so that we could possibly send off something different to the RCMP. And I mean, it, it, as uh, a lot of times, as as time goes by, scientific approaches also get better. So what was not enough DNA 10 years ago now is enough. So a lot of times we revisit stuff and the RCMP will automatically revisit cases where the amount of DNA 15 years ago or 10 years ago wasn't enough to get a profile off of, but now it is. So they automatically do that on some cases. In this particular matter, though, I mean, there was enough DNA to get a profile. Again, it's just a matter of... Um, getting getting a, a suspect on this one so we can compare it. You referenced the Simone Sanderson case, and I believe the the person that was eventually charged for that has is behind bars. I, I I'm, I'm think it might have been a twelve year sentence, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, I uh, I'm curious, you know, for you and for the families that you stay in connection with, it might sound like a long passage of time for the average person or listener, but for them, I I know it's so fresh the loss of a loved one, and so. What does it mean to be able to go to the family members and say, yes, it's been X number of years, but we finally found who we think did this to your son or daughter? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it, on one hand, it's a, it's a great feeling to be able to do that. But at the end of the day, it's not really much of a celebration because at the end of the day, somebody had to die for that. So you, you'd think that there'd be some, you know, you talk about closure and a lot of, and you know, being able to close the door on something and, and you know, people are, are able to, again, closure. It, it might seem that way, but at the end of the day, you're you're happy that you've done it. But then you take a step back, and it's you take a breath, and you realize, you know what? At the end of the day, we've still got somebody who should not be dead, who is. And as much as we've found the person that's responsible, there's really nothing to celebrate. It's 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 terrible that we had to go to this length and and whatnot. And it's it's and again, it's we're happy that we're able to do it, but it, it's kind of uh, uh, short-lived happiness. Constable, if anybody has any information that could potentially help with this case, what should they do? Um, definitely give us a call at Crime Stoppers Winnipeg, uh, 786-8477. Or if you're more interested in doing something uh, on online, it's winnipegcrimestoppers.org. And we will be happy to uh, take your any tips that we have on this particular case or any other unsolved case, uh, whether it be a murder or anything else. And we will process them and make sure that investigators get a hold of that information and, uh, and we can proceed with, with any kind of um, charges or hopefully find uh, um, suspects and matters. Constable Doug Singleton joining us live on 680 CJOB, the new police coordinator for Winnipeg Crime Stoppers. Thank you very much for the time, Constable. Much appreciated. Thank you. Cheryl Duck was one of 14 children. She was survived by her parents, 10 sisters, and three brothers. Her family was from Bloodvein First Nation, where Cheryl was interred. And if you want more information on Manitoba Unsolved Mysteries, you can go to the Manitoba Association of Chiefs of Police website, macp.mb.ca.
Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.